Welcome to Grind, Grind, Sell, Sell, Elevate, Elevate, with your host, Tizer Evans, a podcast dedicated to bringing you the top minds in all areas of business, entrepreneurship, sales, and leadership. Let's elevate together. Everybody, this is Tizer Evans on Grind, Sell, and Elevate, and I'm here with Amy Biddle, who is out of St. Augustine, Florida. Amy, thanks so much for uh, joining me today. I'm excited to be here, Tizer. This room have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. So you're the founder of e-commerce traffic handler, correct? Yes, yes that and is right. So we're going to be talking about all things e-commerce. I said, which was divine timing for me uh, that this this has happened. But if you could introduce a little bit about who you are and your background. Absolutely. So <clears throat> what's shocking is I was an English major in college which, you know, I didn't know what to do with that. So fast forward a bunch of years and then the internet's born. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that. So I got my start actually in online, in the online world in content. And that turned into marketing and that turned into just the fundamentals of e-commerce and how to get things going. So, you know, the, the trifecta for me when I'm working with clients generally is Facebook ads, Shopify for the, the store platform and Clavio for email. And with that trifecta, with those three points in place, um, I've worked with people who've come into the e-commerce traffic handler program and they're, they're like, I'm stuck. You know, they're stuck at 8,000 a month, 19,000 a month. Now you'd think that that would be okay, but you have to buy product and run a business sure. you know, with that. So that's, you can't do that. Well, those people are now running million dollar businesses because we work together and they, they were amazing people. First of all, they they're graduates of the program. They're amazing people. And I love working with amazing people, but um, you know, I had some stuff to tell them along the way too. So, so it was a good partnership. Yeah, absolutely. Well, those always make the best working relationships, right? Are the great partnerships. What What about this space uh, intrigued you to want to, you know, really develop your career and start a business around it? You know, it's it's really funny. It was I just basically followed the trends. When I got started, it was <clears throat> content based uh, marketing. Like I had a website. I built it up to about 200 pages. It was a content themed website. Just, you know, I, I, before blogs existed, you know, so like you didn't call it a blog. It was just a website because that's, we didn't have that idea yet. So, and then that turned into a blog and that turned into web 2.0. And then that turned into, you know, whatever came next. I basically followed and I don't think I knew I was doing it at the time, but I followed the trends and I looked to see what was happening next and went there, learned a thing and then helped other people come along. And so that's where I am now. And, you know, what, so I recently started offering a, a software as a service SaaS product to store owners because you just can't run ads on Facebook the way you used to. So you know, with that, it's like, okay, this combination of this uh, machine learning, big data, AI product that helps people identify who are the people coming in on the site. And now they can build a list from their site, not just from their Facebook ads. So it's, 
you know, that, and that's cutting edge. That's enterprise level data that's coming into, you know, stores right now. So nobody's got it. So again, it's following a trend, seeing what's out there and doing it. Yeah. Well, that, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, you know, and I'm curious, you know, you mentioned three very specific platforms, uh, two of which I have and, and for everybody, full transparency. Um, I don't think I've actually announced in the podcast. So I started an e-commerce store uh, called Odin's Rune about, jeez, uh, I launched it about two weeks ago, uh, two and a half weeks ago. Um, all Shopify built out. So I just ran my first Facebook ad campaign and, um, and I, I was very happy with my clicks, very disappointed with my conversion. Yes, right. And, and so I'm sure this is a common trend. And so maybe we could just start there as, you know, people think that, hey, just go on. And like I did probably spend a couple hundred bucks, get a couple hundred clicks, not see any type of conversion. And I'm thinking to myself, man, is this my content? Is it my product? Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really happy. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's cool. Right. And so, you know, that's where a lot of people start, but where do they go wrong or what, you know, someone like myself, what am I not thinking about that? I should be. Exactly. Those are perfect questions to be asking and questions that you should be asking on the regular, because those will change. So in the beginning, focus on, okay, so you're in Facebook ads, looking at clicks, that's Google getting impressions that's what you're paying for in facebook ads so that's impressions it's interest-based it's a social platform with a selling component you know so um now new store owners to a person says they they all say to me i have this new store i'm not getting enough traffic then they start getting a little bit of traffic and then they say just like you did i'm not getting enough sales and so that's the first place we start. And I'll give you a little look into the future. When we get enough traffic and sales, the problem is going to be inventory and fulfillment. So get ready for that, but don't worry about that yet. So the first thing, traffic, store impressions, you know, or store, not impressions, store sessions. And you'll see that when you look in your Shopify, you know, dashboard in the analytics, store sessions is top line, center box just watch that because the more people you can bring to the store uh the more sales ultimately you'll make so what i would tell you is now that what i said is very broad and in some ways it's wrong and some ways it's right um really what i should have said is targeted traffic you need to have the right people going in so who matters and um you know, with any store, with any product development, the first thought has to be, who's going to buy this? Who am I looking for? And before you have a customer list, you have to have interests. So Facebook has recently even further narrowed the interests that you can target on their platform. Um, there are some interests left, but, you know, hey, take what you can get. Find a couple that are good. You don't have to have like the Dead Sea Scrolls. That comes later, you know, but like have a few, have like two to six interests. And that's not a hard and fast number. That's just have some interest and sure. go out there and make some sales and then, you know, engage with people. Um, there's a book that I love called The Lean Startup by Eric Reese. And um it's, it's phenomenal. And there are two really good 
spoiler alert there you go the lean startup right exactly so you know read read that book um and it's you know minimum viable product just start get out there and then iterate and then the other major point from that book that i love is um concierge concierge sales to your um customers you know you make a sale great move in with that person and find out why they bought, you know, email, them, call them, whatever, whatever you can um, and find out what their interest is and who they are. Now, the good news is the software that I have that I am offering and I'll give you the specs, you know, the, how to get a hold of that so that we can have it in the show notes, if, if that's all right, yep. is to, um, you know, essentially identify your, your anonymous visitors on the site. So then what you end up with, okay, now I have a list of customers because I've made some sales. And then I want to have a list of the anonymous visitors to the site. And when you do this thing, you know, with this product, it's called the ads group system. When you have this installed, what you get is a certain percentage of the anonymous browsers on the site. You get you know, I want to say like 40, 50% of them, you can get their hashed email and then build prospect lists. So you have a customer list and you have a prospect list. When you own these, that is like the major asset in your business because who is the most important question? You know, what, I mean, we're swimming in products. Right. Go to China, look at China. We're swimming in products. Doesn't, you know, we, we've got unlimited like, sell everything, whatever you can think of. But when you develop relationships with people, that's when you win. Yeah, I really I really like that as far as segmenting out and then how you talked about, you know, also kind of getting into, I wouldn't say getting into bed, that was, that's my phrase, that's not the one you used, but, yeah. uh, you know, creating more of a, a marriage with your current client, you know, for like, you know, I'm also a VP for an insurance company. Yes. And so one of the things that I do is it, like I have them right here. They're just little note cards. And when I have a great conversation or a presentation, I write a handwritten thank you note. And that really is, right. is so impactful. And I just keep them right there on my desk. And that goes, but this is the same thing. I can still, as a, an owner of a store, hey, you know, when I, until I get the scale or even have an automated, thank you so much for shopping. If there's anything I can ever do for you you know, please don't hesitate to reach out to me directly. You know, I think that that would probably go a long ways and some of the people aren't accustomed to. Right, exactly. And the fact that you are writing handwritten notes to people that probably puts you in the top 5% and maybe even 1% of people uh, in your line, in your line of work. And there are companies you can outsource that to. So if you scale too big, you can hire people to write handwritten notes for you. But that's, that's key. Inserts, um, you know, uh, little gifts, just little, doesn't have to be something expensive, you know, put an extra sock in the box, you know, pair of socks in the box or something. I mean, have things that you can thank people with. So, well, I did want to get your opinion, Amy, on this, because this is something that's new for me and there's full transparency for anybody listening. So I had, you know, we talked about, I had an e-commerce store in 2000, sorry, I got my little dog she stares right out outside um i had my e-commerce store built on a wordpress website had all the inventory at my house which eventually got too big right and and we had to get a little warehouse and stuff and that was very hard for me to keep up 
of like the demand. And then I was on Etsy too. So I'm doing the, the inventory for two different sites, but it's one yes. inventory, yeah. total pain in the ass. Um, so with this, I was like, Hey, I know I can do print on demand yes. and that might be a great way for me to launch. So that's what I did. I was like, just to make some t-shirts and to get some, to your point, you know, the part of the lean startup, that minimal viable product, is this something that even resonates with people before I dump $10,000 into product? But it limits my ability to write a handwritten thank you note, right? Because it's being done in a fulfillment center. So is did I go in a wrong step by doing it that way? Or what's your no. thoughts on the print on the no. man type stuff? Not at all. If you look at um, on my podcast, one of my early guests is the Traffic Handler podcast. One of my early guests was a guy named Dan Nikas, who runs a store called Gear Bunch. Print on demand. They're, they're doing great. They even have a, a, a contract with Disney um, for some of their, you know, printables. So no, that's, you're, you're not doing anything wrong. Take advantage of all of the address and contact information that you have to send thank yous in between. So maybe it's not in the package, but oh my gosh, I got a, I got a handwritten note from Tizer after I bought this thing, like two days later, I mean, who does that? Right. To this day, I bought, um, I bought some, I don't know, skin cream or something a bunch of years ago. And the company put little gift samples in the box and I didn't know they were coming. And this was probably 10 years ago. And I still remember because it's not done. Right. No, a hundred percent. And that was the last company I wrote the same thing, a handwritten thank you note to every single customer. And I put in a free stickers. Yeah. I had more people taking pictures of the thank you card and the stickers than I ever did of our products, which, yes. you know, right. uh, which, which really did help us go viral. I mean, the name of that company was Craft Loyal. And I remember that it had never been hashtagged before on Instagram. And mm-hmm. then by the time we sold it, it had been hashtagged 60,000 times. And I think a, a lot of that was just, you know, uh, the, the, the nice little touch that people uh, appreciated. Um, to show that we really cared. Now, one of the other questions I did have as well is because I've heard this this thought that, hey, websites are dead. Like they're completely dead and that you really only need is a landing page with a, with a, a really great funnel. And I don't know that I'm 100% bought into that camp, but I do think that funnels are important. So I wanted to get your perspective on having both or one or the other over one another. Yep, it doesn't matter. Okay. It, there's, there's no, there's no right or wrong. It's like develop the business, but develop the relationships first. That's the thing. So as far, excuse me, as far as like customer journey, we're never going to tell people, something got very dark in here. Uh, we're never going to tell people how to use our site. They're going to use it. And, you know, I've had, you know, mystery analysis, you know, sessions with, with colleagues, like, oh, look at that heat map. Why are people using the site this way? Well, I don't know. It's a mystery, but it's mm-hmm. it's human beings. So that all happens. So you can have a site, you can have a landing page, you know, like a one site product store concept. Um, I think ClickFunnels does a lot with that. Just a, a single page, you know, sell the product. And then that's the gateway into your world. And that's one way of doing it. It's not wrong, but it's not right either. You know, um, there are a lot of people who speak very loudly and confidently. That doesn't mean they're right. 
Yeah. Well, no, I really, I appreciate that because, you know, I've, I've seen Russell Bronson speak in person a few times and, and he's pretty adamant that click funnels yeah. is like the only way. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I, I still like, I'm getting a lot of just organic traffic even to my site now. Yeah. Um, so it would seem possible. Yeah. Um, though, what, what are some of the strategies and we talked a little bit about understanding your customer to get people to convert better once they hit your site. Is there anything yes. you look for specifically? Yeah, there are a few things like, um, so price point, um, you know, it's important to be within, if you're new, um, either be crazy expensive or, you know, find a way to increase so average order value, that's, that's, that's the key. You want to get that up there. And the other thing is don't be a commodity. Don't be a me too t-shirt store. Don't be, you know, make it special. You know, this is, what is it? Odin's rune. So um, it has to, be, there has to be something special about it. Every company, every business, every entity has to have a, a differentiator. So um, one of the things that I like to talk about is forget about your brand. We're, we're interested in lists and offers. So your list is your customers and your prospects. You need to own both of those lists. Um, and so that's key. And then the offer is like, not just what you're selling, but how you're selling it. So you don't have to do anything crazy with the site design. People have certain expectations about how a site should run. Um, but if you do something different, just do what I tell all my clients all the time. Make it dirt dumb simple for people just to drop their wallet into the cart and send it to you. That's it. Right. It's got to be simple. Yeah, I try to have as many payment options as possible on the site. So. They, they make yeah. that pretty easy nowadays. Make sure Shopify doesn't rob you blind on that one. That that can be expensive. Okay. Well, maybe we need to chat offline about that. But <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I have been impressed with the, the back-end functionality of how it links to TikTok and Pinterest and Shop and Facebook. I haven't, uh, I'm having some real challenges. <laughs> Me personally, yeah. trying to get all those set up. Right. But, uh, yes. But uh, but it is pretty cool as far as how the user face uh, all works now. Yes. Yeah, it is good. And a couple, I think it's been almost two years now that we've had the conversion API in uh, Facebook. And that's just great because, you know, yes, you need the Facebook pixel in your store, but um, the, the, the old way was to just install the number into the uh, online store preferences uh -huh. uh, field. Now, when you install the conversion API and you've got all the marketing, you know, the settings and all the annoying boxes and everything, it's actually good because then Facebook is talking directly to the store and not just holding data in your browser. So it's, it's a direct connection. Um, it does break. So one of your monthly tasks needs to be going in and making sure the conversion API, C-A-P-I, CAPI, uh, is still connected, but it is good. That's great. That's helpful. Uh, now, one of the things I had written down to kind of ask you about was, you know, old marketing term, A-B split testing, or we're yeah. looking at ads, you know, so if I'm someone who's working with you, um, you know, is this, is this something that the software can help with as far as optimized ads? Are you running 
five, 10 at a time, or is it we're just going to try two or three? Or what does that look like? And how many should people be you know, running at one time? Yeah, it's a, that's a really good question. That comes down to budget. So if you're starting off and you, you've got like a $50 a day budget, we are not going to be doing split testing. We are not going to be running 15 ads at one time. We're going to be running a very simple top and bottom of funnel. So top is going to be 80% of your budget is going to be applied to cold audiences. And we're going to do two things with that. We're going to do a traffic campaign and a conversion campaign. Traffic is just to get people to the store. And then the conversion campaign, obviously, is to enlist the the psychographic of buyers and get them involved. And the bottom of the funnel is going to be about 20% of the budget. And that could be... um, um, you know, all your warm audiences, or it could even be a dynamic product ad. Um, And that could even be a stack. So if you've got a tiny, tiny budget, that's where you start. If you've got, I don't know, 500, 1,000 a day that you could throw at it to start, then we're going to do something a little more interesting. Um, In all cases, we do need to find your people first. So the audiences, whether it's a $50 a day budget, or a thousand dollar a day budget from the start, we need to find out who's out there with no customer list. We're going to be looking at interests <clears throat> with, um, you know, the bigger budget, we'll just be able to test faster and then find which audiences are uh, more engaged more, you know, like they'll convert or they'll ask questions or they'll do something on Insta or they'll do something on Facebook or they actually go to the website and, you know, um, look at a certain number of products. So there are a number of different audiences we can build based on engagement, um, both at the website and uh, in social. And then um, um, I had two more thoughts. They crashed. Um, Yeah, but, you know, so budget is about speed and people hmm. yeah that the, both those things i think are excellent points about the split testing and that was kind of my, my thought was and to be honest i was like hey i'll spend about that that's what i've been spending about 50 mm-hmm. to 100 bucks a day because i was like yep. well my goal was could i spend a lot more sure but i want to make sure that i'm not dropping a thousand dollars a day and then no one wants to buy my shit so right you know, right exactly exactly i was like yes. hey if i if i can get an roi on the say the the thousand dollars i spent this week and i can make 1500 then yeah. i don't need the money so then i'll just dump all of it back in dump the it all back in was That's kind right. of my, my thought process behind exactly behind doing that. right but in the meantime you're developing relationships with people who maybe they don't buy what you have on there right now, but you could certainly pivot very quickly with a store like this and offer something else. Yeah, that's a, that's also a great point. Um, I did want to ask because you see this a lot, and and I it was interesting having had an e-commerce store before. Mm-hmm. It's not typically when you go to a site, it's like, hey, of course, you want to incentivize for the email list. Do you get 20% off or 10% off or you have the little, you spend the little wheel thing and you get some type of, and I think those are great incentives. What I feel like sometimes happens, this is just my perspective, is it every holiday, people know that the store is going to have some type of sale. And so they just wait yeah. to, to buy stuff until a sale and then yeah. no one's ever really buying at your full retail price. Do you see that as a common or do you have people scale back on how it's, much they offer? It's way sales? common. 
I, I had a client, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago and worked with them for, I don't know, six, seven years, every three times a year, same sale, same time, same offer. And I was begging them, please don't do that again. And they did it every single time, three times a year, same discount, same offer. And, you know, people would wait. Right. People would wait and they just wouldn't, they wouldn't do anything. They would just be like, oh, in two months I can get this because it'll be, you know, lower. So um, one thing to do with that is premium brands uh, don't always discount. Right. In fact, they rarely do. Um, considered though, sometimes the cost of getting a new customer could be less if you incentivize with a coupon. So a coupon is just basically, I'll pay you to opt into my thing, whatever that is. So that's fine. You know, I've got no problem with that, but don't discount to beg for the sale. Hi, we just met. Want a discount? Cheesy. You know, don't do that. Don't do that. So, um, and another thing that people do is they will um, engage with an ad so that when you retarget them and you get in front of that person again, they expect a discount. Mm. So do it or don't do it, but, you know, like create your brand persona. And again, you know, I'm not talking about like, I never rarely, rarely, I don't think I've ever told anybody to worry about their branding first. It's always listen offers, listen offers. I'm a broken record, listen offers. So, you know, the way you build that relationship with your list is, teach them how to do business with you and your personality is going to be a big part of how that rolls, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, discount or don't discount, but do it, do it because you're paying for something. Don't do it because you're begging for sales. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. And it actually helps a lot of clarity because that was something I've noticed. And it is true. The premium brands, they just they just almost never never really uh discount i mean i was i was trying to think of a one that i i shop at pretty frequently that just never like you 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 never get a discount but i still buy their stuff all the time because it just right you uh, well lululemon's a great example exactly like, premium you know? brand right right and you like i'm just expecting to spend 80 dollars on a pair of shorts like you know and the ones that are on sale are probably not the ones i want to wear <laughs> so it's, it's yeah like, right you know, because they're, they're the ones indoor. that they're trying to get out the door because they didn't sell right yeah generally yeah exactly so that, that was just something that i felt like that people they start a relationship and they're like hey kind of like that almost out of desperation so like on my pop-up i have a pop-up right you know saying hey you put here you put you on your email or whatever but I, I didn't do the traditional, you know, put your email and get 20% off. I was like, you give me your email, you don't, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't know if that was, I was thinking about that wrong to, to have people when they first hit the store, if they're expecting something just the way that the market is today. Well, you can give them something else. You can give them your personality. I mean, you are an animated individual. And so you can give them emails that have, you know, your personality injected into them. And, you know, that alone is worth the price of admission. You know, oh man, I, I looked at these, you know, whatever on this website. And then I started getting these, these emails from the owner talking about this interesting stuff. 
You know, I just, I beg clients all the time, please write interesting emails and do not use the word shop now ever. Please, please don't say shop now. Um, yeah, actually you just made me think of an idea. Cause I want to think that I've, I've premised the website on is like, Hey, it's, you know, obviously Nordic type culture, Odin's rune. I've got uh, Odin tattooed right here on my forearm. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. I tell everybody I'm a, I'm a recovering Christian. I'm a pagan, but it's just a, just a joke. So, uh, but um, you know, but one of the things I, I kind of set the, as a way of branding was, you know, it's for those who want to live in the old ways and a modern yes. era. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the context around the branding. So a lot of like the descriptions I'll use on is, you know, like, hey, you can wear this shirt to, you know, hit the gym, go to the beach or go on a raid. You know, kind of like I just tried right. to infuse yes. that type of stuff in there. Exactly. So, you got it. Um, yeah. 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 So that's exactly the thing. So the theme is, you know, Odin, everything and Nordic, you know, stories and settings and everything so if you do that with everything and make sure that there's a little bit of content on the collection pages the um product pages and so that there's always that theme running through it if it starts to feel tired or mm, forced then don't do it yeah but um as long as people are engaging and people are responding in the way that you want do that i mean i talk about this brand all the time jay peterman when i was a wee little kid which is a thousand and a half years ago um, my mother used to get the jay peterman catalog and it was like line drawings they didn't even show pictures of what you were buying and it cost three times more than anybody else i used to have a always been into advertising so you know i looked at these catalogs and like it's old lady clothes and old man clothes but you know it was just interesting and so now they're online and they're still selling with line drawings but their stories are amazing amazing you know i'm not going on safari i'm never going to go on safari it'd be the last thing on earth in this lifetime that i would do and yet jay peterman is selling these clothes that are like, you know, when you go on safari, you're going to, you know, and they have this story about this piece of clothing. Here's another brilliant thing. They say, um, you know, a lot of people feel made in America is very important. Well, they say imported. They don't say made in Vietnam or Bangladesh or whatever. They say imported, you know, so choose your words. Your words are very important because it sets the tone for the customer. It sets the tone for the brand and how your personality is going to get injected into those conversations in your lists and offers. See, I said it again. Yeah, no, Amy, I think that, I think that's brilliant. And I really like that approach. And I really, it's the first time I thought about really infusing my personality into the context of the brand. Cause it's really what it is. You know, you put it on your arm. That's yeah. it. That's how <laughs> yeah, exactly. this That's how yeah. close this is to you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really true. So Amy, if people wanted to work with you, what would be the best way for them to contact you? um, And, or can you tell us a little bit about your podcast as well? Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I should have you come on and then we can continue the conversation. So it's the traffic handler podcast and like you, it's on YouTube and Apple and every place. So just, you know, I think we've, we've been consistently on page one of Google, just traffic handler podcast. Um, and if you want to reach me, it's my name, Amy, A-M-Y, Biddle, B-I-D-D-L-E dot me. 
and you know you can opt in you can look around you can see podcast episodes try with the full transcripts on the on the site um a blog um one of the blog posts is a story about when i was selling uh life insurance and i was out with the trainer and uh he was he had some mad skills and uh i i don't think i did him justice um you know, telling the story about how he closed the sale, but there, there's some fun stuff on there. So, you know, the podcast, the blog and uh, opt-in so you can get whatever the lead magnet is that I have in there right now, <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Well, I will post that for everybody listening in the show notes. So if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to on the podcast, uh, make sure you're not driving and then scroll right down to your show notes and hit the link and check out um, Amy's website. I did check it out. It's a cool website. It is compact with information. Very compact. And it's on the Shopify platform because that's what I teach. So all my stuff is there. I've got a, a show, a, um, a course coming out called the sourcing course. Yeah. Um, that'll be for sale on there. No, I can't tell you the date. And um, I also have a page um, about make your ads great again. And that's all about the software that I was telling you about the, the ads group system. Cool. Well, so both of those, yeah, I want to hop in and get your lead magnets because I think you and I might be able to work together. That'd so, be awesome. That'd be a lot um, of fun. Yeah, it would. So, uh, but anyway, I really appreciate your time today, Amy. Uh, for those of you who are interested in revamping your e-commerce store or starting one um, or going to the next level, I would definitely contact Amy because uh, she's she's got it going on. And I really appreciate the conversation. I've learned a lot. I've got a bunch of notes here. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Ty. This is a lot of fun. Thanks.